Welcome to Autoimmune Health, a podcast for smart and passionate women with autoimmune conditions. Discover a mind-body-spirit approach to healing from the inside out. It's time to feel, look, and live better and do what makes you happy. And now, here's my mom, your host, Emily Brown. Hello, autoimmune sisters, and welcome to today's show. This is episode two. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back to listen in. I really appreciate your attention. I'm your host, Emily Brown, and I specialize in helping smart, passionate women just like yourself win the war against autoimmune disease using a mind-body-soul approach. I am a former journalist turned certified health and lifestyle coach, and I have three, yes, three, autoimmune conditions, which I am putting into remission by reducing stress in my life, really loving my body, just loving the skin I'm in, and using food as medicine. And I help women discover what's holding them back from optimal health. And you know what? Like a supportive sister friend, I walk alongside them in discovering what will help them feel better, look better, and regain that zest and energy that they need to go out and do life the way that they want to. Today's show is entitled, How to Beat Autoimmune Disease in Five Easy Steps and to Feel Better Now. I mean, don't we all just want to feel better, have more energy, look better? Okay, yes, I am with you. I know you're on pins and needles, my friend, but before we get to those five steps, I'd love to take a moment in today's show just to take a step back and share a little bit more of my story and about my journey, because I think it'll help you understand why I started this podcast and why I became a certified health and wellness coach. And it's because I too have been fighting this war and I realize we as women need to stick together and those who have autoimmunity really, it's so important to take back control of your health because it is possible and I've done it and I want to help others do the same thing. Well, in 2008, I was so sick. I mean, really sick, y'all. And I didn't know what was going on with my body. And I'm pretty sure there are some things that were brewing before that year that led me to be diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. But now, as I look back, I can pinpoint and identify There were some triggers that caused or that led up to me being diagnosed. Okay, first of all, I was pregnant at the time and fresh out of college, and I was working in a job that, quite honestly, I did not enjoy very much. And I had some coworkers that I didn't really enjoy. That's just a nice way of saying that someone was getting on my last nerve, y'all. And this combined caused a lot of stress as I was pregnant with my first child. I was super stressed. I was six to seven months pregnant at the time, and I could feel, literally feel the stress welling up in my body. Of course, back then, I didn't know it was stress. But hindsight, I am more educated now, and I know for sure stress was a factor in my autoimmunity. Well, at a routine pregnancy checkup, The nurse said that I had protein in my urine, and as I proceeded to head to work, she urged me to look out for some warning signs for a condition called preeclampsia. She said, if you feel anything like headaches, any swelling in the legs, dizziness, nausea, she said, do not hesitate, but call us if any of those signs present themselves. 
well, I'm back at my desk at work. I'm trying to get work done. I'm a little distracted, honestly, because there was just, I felt something was off. Suddenly I thought, "Uh uh-oh, you know what? I've been feeling those symptoms off and on maybe for the past several weeks. And suddenly in that moment, I had a major headache that just I became aware of. So I called the nurse hotline to let them know of my symptoms. And without hesitation, the nurse on the other line says, you need to come to the hospital now. I mean, the sternness in her voice kind of shook me a little bit. I hung up, went to the hospital. Well, what I thought would be a short stint in the hospital, maybe a false alarm, ended up being a weeks-long stay and the premature birth of my daughter to prevent any lethal complications. So I am seven months pregnant at the time, and my daughter came into the world weighing in at two pounds and 11 ounces. She was healthy, and she was getting stronger by the day as she remained in the NICU for the next two months. I also seemed to be returning to normal in the months following the birth of me and my husband's first child. Yet a few weeks later, things took a turn that I wasn't expecting. I started putting on weight. My face and entire body was suddenly puffy and I was retaining water like crazy. My hair had become dry and brittle suddenly. And a weird thing was happening. My throat felt swollen all of the time. The worst of my symptoms came in the form of debilitating fatigue. I was sleeping all hours of the day and still waking up extremely tired. I mean, I literally, I pretty much spent the entire day in the bed. I couldn't wait to take another nap as soon as I woke up. I was just that tired. So I was sleeping a great deal while also trying to take care of our newborn child. I would wake up, check to see if she was still alive and still breathing in her bassinet. Yes, sad, but true. And then I'd plop myself back into the bed and sleep for as long as I could before waking up again to either feed her or just care for her in any way. A few months later, I went to an endocrinologist who told me I had a condition by this funny name, and it's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. He said it was an autoimmune condition in nature, meaning that my thyroid was essentially attacking itself, and he then prescribed me some medication and sent me on my way. Honestly, the medication worked to relieve many of the initial symptoms, and I thought I was going to get back to my old self right away. Yet in the years that followed... I still suffered from that fatigue and depression. It wasn't as debilitating as it was early on, but it was still present. And that's why autoimmunity is considered chronic. It is ongoing. And I knew there was just something that needed to be done about that. I remember being so tired in those early years of the diagnosis that I would wake up in the morning, I'd dress my daughter, and then sit her by herself in front of the television for a few episodes of Sesame Street. And I would say... Mommy's going to lay down for a little bit because she's tired. And that quick nap would inject me with just enough energy to get back up and take my daughter to school. I felt like I was in a fog trying to figure out how to overcome this condition that no one could really explain how I even got, not even medical specialists. I went from one doctor to another, from one treatment to another, trying to find, quote, the cure to my fatigue. And I spent hours, I mean, hours on the internet, reading books, trying to find an answer. 
all the while I was compliant with my medication. I was even exercising, thinking that was going to help my fatigue. But honestly, that only made me more tired. Then finally, the floodgates of heaven opened up when I came across a website for hypothyroidism, which is called Stop the Thyroid Madness. The organizers of this site have provided so much rich information that I didn't need to look anywhere else. Another person that I came across was a woman called Mary Showman. She's another expert in this field, and I read her material a lot. It was then that I learned about this little protein in wheat and wheat products called gluten, G-L-U-T-E-N, and it changed my life. I learned that gluten heavily influences the symptoms, and the progression of autoimmune disease. Some people even believe that gluten itself can trigger an autoimmune disease. And gluten not only causes inflammation, as well as an altered gut microbiome, it also, gluten, can cause a leaky gut, which essentially means that toxins and bacteria that are usually protected by your intestinal wall can permeate your intestinal tract and cause that inflammation. All of this was new to me, but it was such an awakening at the same time because I never had considered food being a factor in my autoimmunity and that it could potentially help me feel better and give me more energy. I just didn't consider that. And that, my friends, was my revelation in in my wellness journey. And unfortunately, none of my doctors up until that point had mentioned gluten or offered a suggestion to look at my nutrition. Perhaps they just didn't get around to it or I found out out about it first. I'm just glad that I did. Well, as soon as I started a gluten-free diet, which is often called an elimination diet, within three days, only three days was all it took, all of my symptoms lifted. And I remember that time so vividly because it was the weekend on Saturday, actually, and I had just made a lemon pound cake, a southern lemon pound cake, y'all, and I was just so excited to eat that. But as soon as I learned about the gluten-free diet and eliminating this to just see how it helps you, I was so tired of being tired and just tired of being sick that I said, I'm not going to eat this. I'm just going to go gluten-free, cold turkey. And that's what I did. Within three days, my symptoms were completely gone. So the depressed moods, that fatigue was greatly diminished. It was a modern day miracle, seriously. Well, I share this story because I believe it is a common scenario for those who are diagnosed. I don't know if this is what you experience or if you're going through this right now, but I believe it is a very common scenario for those who are diagnosed. And you have this persistent feeling of, I'm trying to figure this out. I need to find a solution. And it truly does feel like you're walking in a maze trying to determine which is the best route to take and really not knowing what to do after a diagnosis. And it can leave you feeling paralyzed. Does that sound familiar to you? Well, I don't know about you, but I also spent just about every ounce of energy that I had trying to find the right doctor to treat my illness And I wanted someone who was caring, who heard my concerns, and who offered a holistic approach. I found a great doctor to sort of walk alongside me and support me in this journey. And But a lot of people don't find that, unfortunately, or you don't have the insurance needed to maybe go to an alternative practice. 
even with all that determination and experimenting with various treatments and specialists, you're still going to have your autoimmune disease. You know, doctors will say, it's here to stay, kind of just deal with it. And I, I recognize that, right? However, it is important to take matters into your own hands. I always say, I may not be able to control my autoimmune disease, but I'm going to take control of what I can control because it is possible to put your autoimmune disease in remission. You may still need some of your conventional medication and treatment, but at least there's a way to get rid of your symptoms and start living a more abundant life, the kind of life you know you are destined to have. How about whittling your options down to some surefire ways that will help you start feeling better now? And I know that's why you came to this episode, because you just want to feel better, right? Okay, so that's what this episode is all about. So here's what I found to be the most effective ways to overcome an autoimmune condition and to promote healing. All right, you ready? Okay. Some of these you may have heard already. So let this just be a reminder of what you already know and confirm maybe what you need to do and the steps that you need to take. I encourage you. All right, so number one, Adopt a whole foods, gluten-free approach to nutrition. I talked about gluten earlier and how many believe that it is a trigger to autoimmune disease. So I am such a huge proponent of going gluten-free. Cultural influences, societal pressures, and die-hard habits are some of the biggest obstacles to changing your diet. Yet, when you're sick and you're enduring several mystery symptoms, Often your approach to diet is the best and easiest area to address. And at my weakest point, I was sleeping many, many hours a day. Honestly, I lost count. I was also dealing with brittle nails and a swollen thyroid that caused me to sound like I had a sore throat all the time. And I talked about how puffy my face and my body was. But it wasn't until I went gluten-free and started looking at my diet and started eating more whole foods that the puffy face resolved. I began experiencing better digestion. Um, The persistent headaches that I would have, it was like a low-grade headache all the time. That went away. And I just had way more energy and vitality and joy to just get up and do things. And I tried many different nutritional approaches to level up my health. And I've done raw food diet. I've tried the carnivore diet, keto, paleo, AIP. But what usually works for me when I'm sensing that I need to maybe tweak some things is a low sugar, little to no dairy if possible, no grains, lean protein, and no caffeine. Those are the things that have worked for me. And it's important to figure out what works for your body because it may be different for you. But I will say gluten-free is the way to go. No doubt. I try not to become obsessed with food because I know that it's easy to do that. However, I've learned to enjoy my meals more than scrutinize them. And when you're sensing something is off, it's always a good idea to look at your nutrition as your first line of defense. The second way to promote healing is to reduce and eliminate stress in your life. I learned early on in my career that stress is a huge factor in health and wellness. Where there is stress, there is usually a sick person or someone who is about to be sick. I think that's a tweetable moment right there. (laughs) I'm going to repeat that. Where there is stress, there is usually a sick person or someone who is about to be sick. 
We are just now learning as a society and health profession how detrimental stress is on the body. In fact, according to the World Health Organization, stress has been classified as the health epidemic of the 21st century. So that makes it official, right? What we're learning is that stress triggers the fight or flight mechanism in your body. When stress is persistent, as it is among average everyday people, you know, who have fast-paced commutes, job pressures, trying to raise kids in this world, you know, the endless list of obligation and expectations and to-dos, that fight or flight response kicks in and it just doesn't turn off. What transpires then is this low-grade level of stress that can slowly break down your body's systems. And this persistent stress triggers your body to release cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And cortisol, as you may already know, is linked to a host of adverse physiological reactions, including weight gain and sleep disturbances. Honestly, it's taken me years to learn just how detrimental stress is. And there are many ways to reduce stress, though, thankfully. Some people try meditation. Some people use prayer. Others choose exercise. Exercise is just a, such a great way to reduce stress and unload that burden that you have. And also finding a hobby that brings you joy. Something that puts you in that zen-like state when you're doing something that's in your wheelhouse. So number three is find a community, a network of people who can empathize or sympathize with what you're going through, who are going through the same thing, a network of people who can offer you advice and perspective. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of people, maybe just one or two people, but just find a community that you can talk with about what you're going through. When I discovered I had Hashimoto's, I found other people who were also looking for a way to relieve their symptoms. The community doesn't necessarily need to be in person. It can also include online networks. So consider a group or forum where you can ask questions, find answers and solutions, and also relate to others. And I did that. I found a group on Facebook that really helped me to just not feel like I was alone. It was just great to know that other people were experiencing similar symptoms and that other people had found a way to overcome their autoimmunity. Having an autoimmune condition can feel really lonely, especially if you're the only one in your family that's looking for a way to feel better or the only one in your family who gets sick often. So link up with other people, whether it's online or in person. It's just a great way to feel a sense of belonging and camaraderie, which can aid in your healing. Number four, it is so essential to get adequate rest, at least, as the experts say, seven to eight hours a day. Adequate sleep is essential for your body's recovery. Did you know that a lack of sleep is akin to drunkenness and that sleeplessness is a major cause of accidents? I didn't know that before. Well, sleeplessness also impairs your judgment. So if you're a little drowsy during the day, you're probably not going to make the best decisions. Some tried and true ways to help fall asleep include reading before bedtime prayer or meditation, taking a warm bath, or even having a small snack right before bed. Sleep may seem like an indispensable activity that can easily be replaced by more work. Oh, I'm just going to finish this assignment. Oh, I just need to, you know, make sure this project gets done. And maybe you can replace it with a little bit of TV binge watching. 
I get it. You feel like it's relaxing and it helps you decompress, but it's so necessary to get your sleep. So turn off the TV, turn off your computer. Let's unplug and get that sleep. Getting sufficient sleep can help your body reset and get ready for the next day. And it just promotes that healing process that complements those other three steps that I shared before. So if you tend to worry while you're falling asleep, which I know I do, my mind just kind of just goes and it's hard to turn it off. I have learned that it's best to get back up and do maybe some light reading or go wash the dishes and then try to go back to sleep once you feel drowsy. Do not let worry steal your sleep. And the last way to promote healing if you have an autoimmune disease is to get moving. Move your body, my friends. I will be honest with you. There have been years where I've just not exercised, you know, intentionally exercising and, you know, getting a really nice sweat on. But we all know the benefits of exercise, so I won't belabor the point, but I will point out that there's more to fitness than just getting in shape and looking good, especially if you have an autoimmune disease. Exercising for 20 to 30 minutes for up to three to five days a week helps lower stress, and we know how detrimental stress can be in our bodies. Exercise also enhances your ability to sleep, and I found that if you exercise earlier in the day, you actually have better sleep at night. So there's another reason to get moving. Exercising also improves your mood and provides a sense of accomplishment. I know every time I've finished a workout, especially if those are really good when I know I pushed myself and to do something that I really didn't want to do in the first place, it just feels good. It feels like, yes, I did it. I did it. And I did it for myself. And I started to look at exercise as part of my me time, you know, that time that I set aside for myself to just shut out the rest of the world and not think about my obligations and really just relish that opportunity to take care of myself. Oh, I just love it. So it's very gratifying to look at it that way. And those are the five ways that you can take back your health, start promoting that healing process and get the ball rolling. So get started, but remember, be gracious with yourself because healing takes time. It will not happen overnight, but it is so important to take back control of what you can control. You know, I'd love to hear from you. What methods have you found helpful in healing from autoimmune conditions? Email me at info at emilybrownhealthcoach.com. And if you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you again so much for listening to another episode. I started this podcast because I truly want to prevent other women from suffering from autoimmunity. And podcasting is just one way to provide you with great, useful content to accomplish just that. If you'd like to review notes from today's show, listen later while you're commuting or washing dishes, or share with a friend, visit my website at emilybrownhealthcoach.com. That's emilybrownhealthcoach.com. Also, subscribe to the podcast feed so that you never miss a show. And for those of you who are listening today, and maybe you feel a little bit in despair about where you are health-wise, I'd like to offer you this positive quote to end this show. It says, My path may be different, but I am not lost. 
So yes, even though you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, just remember that you have an autoimmune disease. It does not have you and you know the way forward. So until next time, be well, my friends, be well.